Gonna do a little Taz haul. It's gonna be a good one too. We grabbed a lot of good questions from all of you jobbers, so thank you for that. I'm Taz. Hello, thank you for downloading this episode of the Taz Show. Thank you for doing that on Radio.com, the website or the app, or some call it an application. If you're a schmuck, that's what you call it. Or maybe you downloaded it at Apple Podcast. That's another spot. Stitcher. Uh, Spotify's There's a plethora of spots to grab the show You know this okay? So you're doing that and I appreciate you doing it Alright, no aggravation No bullshit here uh, We got a um, little bit of uh, What do you call it, you go get yourself a t-shirt Gotta plug that real quick, that's a must Go to ProWrestlingTees.com uh, Put in Taz, T-A-Z Or search T-A-Z And you get your new shirts Okay, The shirts are selling like fucking hotcakes So thank you, they're selling very well And that's my goal is to placate to all of you, okay? Uh, you guys are mocks. At the end of the day, I could be a mock too. I'm I'm not really a mock. So if you're a mock for the human suplex machine, then you got to mock out and buy yourself a Taz shirt, some sort of shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. That's what all the Taz mocks do. You are a mark. That's the key. So let's keep that flowing. Let's keep that going. Okay, that's what we got to do. Uh, what else we got? Uh, la 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 la. We're gonna do a water break later on. I promise you that. We're gonna do a little um, Taz haul from the Instagram. Okay, that's T A Z T A L K. Taz Talk is my official Instagram address for you people that don't know, uh, or you can grab it on Facebook. Which is facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Okay, you can do that. I think that's the Facebook address. Jesus, I've been doing this for years. I think I'd know the friggin' Facebook uh, address. Nah, you know, I, and I know it. Oh, God, now I gotta check it out. Hold on a second. I got the guys checking into Hold on. Give me a second here. I'm just taking a peek. I just wanna make sure. Yeah. Uh, facebook.com slash the Taz Show. See, that's a chair shot moment, folks. That's what we call that. Chair shot moment. Just a quick moment of what? I don't remember my own. Fucking Facebook? Yeah, that's what happens. But I was correct. So, uh, real quick, another real quick. There's a lot of real quicks in this episode. So, another real quick. I saw somebody came at me on Facebook, not Facebook, on Twitter last week. Kind man. I uh, don't remember his name. Let's just say his name is Bobbo, okay? And he said something like, uh, can you please give more of a notice? I'm paraphrasing. Can you give more of a notice when you're going to bang out a Taz hole, basically, so he can have more time to prep for his question and get his question in. Uh, sir, that's not happening ever. Just not going to happen. That's not how I work. That's not how the team works. We are on the spot. Jones, you never know when it's coming. You got to keep up with the social media. You got to turn your friggin' notifications on on your Instagram or your Facebook when it relates to my shit, okay? Because these people, that help partake in giving great questions for these Taz halls. They get the questions in rapido. 
Rapid fire, Bobbo. I don't know what the hell you're doing. Am I supposed to hold your hand, Bobbo? Am I supposed to grab you by the hands? Let me walk you through and check. This is going to be a task, hole, Bobbo. Oh, here we go. Wait, hold on. Wait, be careful. Here comes a bus. Be careful. Hold on. Wait, a task, hole. Now ask your question. No, Bobbo. That's not how it fucking works, bro. That's not how it works. I know I can be having a douche moment. Sometimes I can come off like a douchebag. That's just the way it goes. I'm just telling you, if you want to partake and ask a question in the Taz Hall, it's not happening on Twitter. It's not. No, it's not happening on Twitter. We do it on Instagram. And we do it on Facebook. That's not changing. Okay? That's not changing. And you're not getting a heads up. Like, what are we supposed to do? Tweet out. Uh, guys, hey, uh, in 22 minutes, Taz is going to ask you people for like Taz Hall questions on his Instagram at Taz Talk. Bobo, you know me better than that, bro. It's not happening. It's not. It's just not going to happen. Okay. All right, here we go. Taz Hall, three, two, one. All right. So, uh, first thing, we go right to the Instagram, and there's a plethora. Of great questions from you people Okay, I want to say that right now You guys did a great job, this is going to be an excellent episode I'm dialed in, I'm locked in uh, Here we go All right. So uh, first one out of the box We got uh, All you need is some Mike I think I said your name right It's a crazy name If you would come back and manage any particular wrestler But they would have to have a similar gimmick As your character A give a no fucks suplex machine who would you choose? Well, that's an interesting question. All you need is one mic. I think I got it right that time. Um, I'm not going to name the guy, and he's not in WWE. But there is somebody that I'd like to kind of align my uh, persona with. That could happen, believe it or not. Hook Jones, this is. That could happen sooner rather than later. That's what I'm going to say. And let's just say, la, 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 sometime in the middle of April... If you don't see that happening someplace with a wrestling promotion, then you could come at me, any of you people, and say, Well, what were you talking about, Tess? We don't see you doing shit except kicking ass in radio, fucking doing great podcasts, but I don't see you managing anybody. Keep an eye on it, son. Keep an eye. There is somebody out there. That's all I'm telling you. There might be more than one guy out there. How about that? Ha <laughs> ha. All right, good question. Gambino, 204 third. Wow, that sucked. Take two. Gambino, 2004 RD. What the fuck, Gambino? All right, here we go. What type of water do you consume during the water break? Tap, comma, filtered, comma, spring, comma, seltzer, or spring? You said spring the first time, bro. Two times, two times. What about Rover? Question mark. Hashtag RTG. Hashtag buy a hat. For those that don't know, RTG is running the game. Okay, that's what RTG means. Running the fucking game. Okay, that's what I do. Uh, this is a great question by Gambino, 2004 RD. Um, it really is. I've never been asked what type of water I'm drinking. I go, I don't go tap. Tap, I don't do. That's not my style. I'm just letting you know that right now. Um, I don't. Okay, wait. Now he comes back with another one. Gambino, 2004 RD. 
Sorry, I meant sparkling for the less choice. This guy's on it, bro. He's not playing around. <laughs> it's like we're doing a live show and he hears me. It's tremendous. Because um, we didn't open that other one. I think you're giving me an affirmative for Burnham. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I don't do tap. I, I do basically do um, either bottled water in a metal f- gimmick that's iced down. Don't do seltzer. So bottled spring water or filtered water. Um, in one of my kitchens in my home, I usually fill it up before the top of the day, and then I go out, and I'm out in the world with this giant water jug for my filtered, uh, well, I have, like I said, four refrigerators now, I think we have, so the one with the big fucking filter, I just pour the water in there, it's probably like a 55-gallon drum, I just drag around just drinking tons of water, that last part might have been an exaggeration, but thanks for the question, Uh, excuse me, no, so the answer is filtered water, for the most part, or bottled, anyways, uh, here we go, Palafox35 How different do you think the landscape of pro wrestling would be today If there was never an Attitude Era? Wow, good question Well, Palafox35 um, I don't think it would be any different To be honest with you I think things work out the way they're supposed to work out uh, it, It's a tough question Because it's like you're kind of a, playing imagination um, I, I don't think it would I think the landscape right now in wrestling is, is a good uh, landscape I don't think there's anything wrong with the landscape in wrestling I do uh, uh, I think the independent scenes flourishing well And the smaller wrestling promotions With the TV or streaming uh, devices are doing real uh, uh, Platforms I should say are doing really well And obviously WWE is doing great So for the most part I think everybody's doing great Right I mean people are Talking about wrestling, you see it on sports verticals, sports mainstream. You know, uh, once WrestleMania's here, it's in, in next month or whatever, a few weeks, whatever the hell it is, it's everything's going to flourish and spark. You know, that's what that's what it does. Uh, so it, it's yeah. So I, I don't think that the Attitude Era would have changed the way things are now. I mean, I do like your question, but I don't. I don't think it would change it. So, uh, just if I'm being real with you here. So, uh, anyway, uh, Cotter thirty six twelve. When it comes to matches. Do the little things bother you? Like me, I don't like when a match had only one pinfall attempt. That being the final pin. Feels like winning is as important as it should feel. Feels like winning is as important as it should should feel. I hear the thing, yeah, the little things make me crazy, Cotter 3612. Not they make me crazy, but not the little things like how many times someone goes for a victory. I do get your point. But the things that make me crazy. Are when the male or females in the ring are the one thing that jumps out right away that most folks can't tell. It's footwork. So if I see sloppy footwork right away, I'm like, Ugh. and the main thing is the first thing that happens in a lot of matches is the lockup. When I see them lockup or tie up, if it's not the right type of lockup or tie up, I have a good sense of what type of wrestling match that's going to be. Okay, the real pros, pros, you're always going to see a fucking great lockup. Always, time in to time out. Because you work at the highest level and you don't have a good lockup, you're fucked. And that's the truth. So, <laughs> lockup's very important. But the little things bother me, like I said, lockup, footwork, um, obviously psychology, you know, does bother me. I understand what you're saying, the final pin. Um, you, you don't want just one pin. Let me see. Let me go back to what you're saying. You said, like me, I don't like when when a match had only one pinfall attempt. So you like something called false finishes, which most people like. That builds excitement, and that's usually what the better matches have. More, you know, a pinfall, pinfall attempts towards the the end of the match as it crescendos up to the finish. Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. But 
Yeah, little things bother me. I, I don't, you know, I don't, I also believe, and I need to see a guy or a girl out there that looks the part. Someone that looks believable, someone that looks like they could beat somebody's ass. Uh, not everybody's got to look like, uh, you know, like Steve Austin or like Goldberg or like um, the Road Warriors or um, like, uh, like my style in ECW or like uh, any mean looking guy. I'm not, I'm not saying you got to look like that. I mean, Randy Orton is a was always a good-looking guy. He's still a good-looking guy, and he's always in great shape, you know. But Randy goes in the ring. He looks like he's going to fuck somebody up. You know, he looks like he can he can beat the shit out of someone because he can. You know, to me, that's important. I'm just using Randy off the top of my head. <laughs> so I think that's very important to look like you could beat somebody's ass. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to typecast guys or girls. I mean, there are a lot of super successful men and women in wrestling that play that role where they look like they're, you know, Pretty boys or, or something like that But yet they go in and they, they destroy you And that, that those type of people usually make a ton of money So, But for the most part They're going to look athletic, they're going to look tough They're going to look like they can handle themselves And that's kind of what I'm, I'm you know talking about You know what I mean? So um, so that's the deal uh, Who else we got here? We got Sir Weaselton Okay, who's in your final four? Hashtag Tassel Jones uh, Well said there Well, what he's talking about for you people that don't understand He's talking about a sport called basketball, a little something called the, uh, you know, college college basketball, the NCAA tournament, as I like to call it. Uh, big bra- big brackets, Jones. Yeah, we have one. Taz and a moose. We got one. Freebie Jones. You go to CBS, um, go to CBSSports.com. Actually, you know what? I, I think it's if you go to Taz and the moose Twitter, Taz and the moose. I think we have it pinned on there. You could just join. It's free, and you can play along. We get hundreds of people that join, and we talk about it on a, on, on the show every day, on the morning show. Um, Right now, uh, now by the time you hear this, it might change because I didn't lock it in yet, Sir Weaselton. Right now, my final four um, that I have is Duke, Michigan, Tennessee, Kentucky. That's my final four right now. I don't have a winner yet, and I, this might change a little bit. Like so, as I'm recording this, I'm not at the deadline yet, but I might, you know, I, I might change this. I mean, it feels like Duke's the, the running favorite, obviously. You know, with Zion Williamson, he's the man and all that stuff, but. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're not going to win the whole kit and caboodle, but they're going to get close. To, I feel they're going to get in that championship game. I don't know who against. I feel like they're not going to win it. But again, uh, over here doing a sports show and wrestling. That's okay. You people are great. You understand that. You don't get upset. You see how fucking multitasked and multi talented I am. So you appreciate that. Onward and upward. Okay. December. Wow. December B-U-R-R-R What are you people doing with these fucking Instagram tags, titles with Avatars, whatever they're called Really bad First time, long time, that's what the guy says <clears throat> What do you think of Making Wrestlemania A two day event given the crazy Length and amount of matches these past Few years, well shit I think It's great, you know why, if you're a wrestling fan That's cool because you're getting a lot more bang for your Buck and I think that's awesome you know, really? I mean, you're, you're getting this all on, on the WWE Network for 10 bucks. You are getting a plethora of content. So, no, I, I think it's great. I mean, it, it's, jeez, I mean, good luck booking it. But they, they got a lot of riders there. They, they got, you know, a lot of smart folks there that work there and, and, and the right heads of state. So, hopefully they get it all right. I'm sure they will. But, no, it's a, you know, it's it's become, WrestleMania's become, and it's not just this year. It's Past many years now, it's the Super Bowl of, of our business, of the wrestling business. It's 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 massive. It just it brings revenue into said town, whatever town it is. It's 
It's uh, tourism's up. I mean, people come from all over the world for WrestleMania. That's why you see so many smaller wrestling companies piggybacking and going into like you know this year Mania is in New York, so in, in, in uh, the NXT Takeover I think is in Brooklyn at Barclays. So yeah, you're getting a bunch of uh, all the other companies. They're running shows from Ring of Honor, MLW, all the stuff. Russell Con Jones, they're all doing stuff that weekend, and and probably a bunch of others that I'm missing. So and because they know there's a ton of wrestling fans that are going to be in the, the tri-state New York area for WrestleMania. And it's it's I think it's great. I think it's just like a celebration for wrestling fans and have all the marks running around uh, Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx, Manhattan, and Staten Island. I think it's great. Just marks everywhere. It's awesome. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Uh, it's so rude. I mean, God, it's just I, I really I'm, I'm, really, I'm in a little bit of a douchey mood today. So uh, pardon me. But December. Uh, thank you for the question. What else we got here? Uh, Harry Rich underscore lifts dot eats. Okay. Uh, opinion on Corbin being Kurt's last match at Mania. Would you have booked it differently? Who would you have Kurt face? Well, this has been like the scuttlebutt after Raw, right? Everybody's kind of up in arms because they're upset that Corbin is that. You know, Kurt Angle's going to face Corbin, and Kurt ended up wrestling uh, um, Chad Gable on Raw. But before that, he said, you know, I'm fixing to go after the face um, Baron Corbin at Mania. You know, a guy who made his life a living hell when he's GM, all in storyline. Yeah, you know, you would think that, ah, you know, why not have John Cena come in and do it? Why don't you have uh, The Undertaker? Yeah, I mean, these are all great possibilities that, and WWE can change what they're doing. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think that they're going to go on with an upper what their game plan is because, you know, that's that. Listen, Baron Corbin's a heel, guys. Okay, he's, he's a heel. Okay. So his job is to be hated, you know, and, and people hate him. And, uh, you know, there's a fine line of heat that you want to watch this guy get his ass kicked and you hate him that much, or heat where you're like, eh, I might click the channel off. You're not not going to watch WrestleMania or get WrestleMania. Because Corbin's wrestling Kurt You want to see Kurt's last match If it truly is his last match You want to see that Okay, now what would I do? Uh, look, I, I would do its best for the company First off, that would be my first thing I would want to do its best for the company So I think what they're doing They're staying in their storyline To give the ultimate rub um, To Corbin And to have closure to the storyline with Kurt and Corbin Okay, I don't think Corbin's uh, I, I don't think Corbin's gonna lose Either, in my opinion, I think Kurt's gonna lose the match uh, That's what I think they're gonna do I mean, that's just, I'm giving a prediction Jones on it already, now, I know there's been a lot of people Saying, nah, maybe this is gonna change, they're not gonna have This match happen, blah, blah, blah. and maybe Maybe, I, I don't think that's the case I don't see WWE Circling back, just cause people Are outraged, I understand they they acknowledged it on commentary that the, the the social media was buzzing and people were really pissed off about Baron Corbin as the guy facing Kurt. I understand all that, but I don't think WWE is going to change that because folks are upset on social media. And I got to tell you the truth, I don't blame them. You you got to do business and run your company. You 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 got to let the fans trust that you're doing it right. And sometimes WWE gets it right, and sometimes they get it wrong. So I mean, you know, maybe they're getting this one wrong. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe it changes. I don't think it does change. I don't have as big as a problem with it that a lot of other people have. I really don't, just being honest. Um, but I I know why they're doing it, because it fits what's it within that storyline. Me, if it truly is Kurt's last match, I would have given him 
even though it's, I would have had somehow Corbin involved, but I would have advertised the match as something as big as whatever, a John Cena. Because I think Cena had his first match against Kurt. I think that's what it was. I probably called the fucking thing. I can't remember. Um, but I, that rings some sort of a bell to me. How about that? Yeah, some sort of a bell. I don't know. Something like that. I think so. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So what else we got here? So thank you for the question. Um, where are we? Okay. Lawless JC. Okay. Are wrestling fans too overcritical about the product today? Well, listen, Lawless JC. That's been going on for years. You know, now the big thing is you guys out there, wrestling fans, have a voice. You have social media. So you guys let the company know or let whatever federation or you know, territory you're into, you let them know when you're upset about something. You know what I mean? Uh, so you have a chance to have that voice. Um, I think it's good and bad. Um, are, are wrestling fans too overcritical? Um, I don't think so. I, I look at it more like they're passionate towards it. You, you can't expect the people... Who are the ones who are generating the money They're the fans, without the fans there's no, there's no company You can't expect them not to have a voice I mean, if they're bitter about something Or ticked off, they want to say it Look, I'm a sports radio host I mean, something's happening in sports with teams or ownerships Or whatever, or athletes I get pissed off and I fucking talk about it I go on the radio and I bitch about it And I'm critical about it So, um, I, I think it's okay As long as you or whoever else is out there With your social media And you're not disrespectful towards Talent or people in power of the company on social media. Don't overstay your welcome. That's all I'm giving you a strong su- suggestion. Not you, Lawless JC. Others that maybe do that. Don't don't just have. You can't. There's a fine line of having a voice and coming off as an entitled, annoying person. Okay, no one likes an entitled, annoying person. That I'm telling you right now. Okay, I know a lot of entitled, annoying people. I used to know know them. Now I got. They're out of my life now. You're out of my damn life. How about that? Good question. All right. <laughs> ah, yes, the Chan Man. Yes, Chan Man Jones. Ah, yes, love Chan Man. Right, so Chan Man's got something for us. Here we go. Uh, how do you feel about today's wrestlers going by their real name on Twitter? I've always liked the old school mindset, uh, and always going by your wrestling name, meaning me, Taz. Everybody knows my real name is. Mike DeRuki. Um, so, uh, and uh, anyway, uh, so, but now wrestlers like Nia Jax goes by Lena Fiance, Fiance, I guess that's her real name. Uh, Mojo Raleigh goes by Dean Mutada, uh, his real name. Sonya Deville goes by Daria Bernato. And there's more. It really bothers me for some reason, but was wondering. What your thought on it is, Taz? So thanks, Taz. You're the man. No, Chairman, you, sir, are the man. Um, and great question, my man. Uh, well, listen, here's the thing. I, I don't have a huge problem. I, 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 I get the feel why they're doing it. I'm, I'm from a different generation than these people, a little bit of an older generation. And I do think one of the main reasons why they do this on Twitter is because it's their real name. Well, like, like, for example, Sonya Deville, right? Uh, her real name is Daria Baranata. Baranato, I should say. I'm probably messing her name up. And and so the deal is like her Twitter handle is at Sonya Deville WWE. So a lot of these folks that you're talking about probably have WWE in their Twitter handle. So what they're doing is they want to create a brand, Chan Man. They want to create a brand with their own name if and when the time comes that maybe they're not in the company anymore. Okay, that's that's the deal right there. 
So uh, that's why that happens. They, they're trying to create that. I, I would think for the most part. So, um, you know, same thing with uh, with uh, Nia Jax. So like Nia Jax, her Twitter handle is at Nia Jax WWE. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, she's she wants to create who her persona is. You know, and and so I I don't have a big problem with it. me. Different story. So I think when I got Twitter. It's kind of when it first started, and what happened was, um, uh, yeah, I was with WWE when I got it, and um, yeah, was I? Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I had to be because I got it in 2009. No, so it might have been right when I left WWE. I don't remember what year I left WWE and went to TNA. No, I was still in WWE 2009. Jesus, it's unbelievable. Regardless, I think I was in WWE anyway, and mine is TAZ. So, and it's at official Taz, as most of you people know. Um, I'm old school. I'm going straight up. That's the gimmick. I, I don't go by the shoot name. Okay, that's it. I, I don't, that's me. Taz, boom, T A Z. I thought I had heat with Lorna, uh, Warner Brothers, you know, Looney Tunes. You know, uh, I thought I had heat with Looney Tunes with the, uh, with the gimmick, with the Tasmanian devil. He's a hack. Okay, Omni Original, the OG. I, I have no heat with them. They follow me on Twitter. I follow them on Twitter. We love each other. That's cool, you know what I'm saying? So uh, there's no heat. There's no heat. We actually tweeted at each other. Uh, there was some convo of me having a fist fight with the Tasmanian Devil, which we know I would dump him on his head. Okay, Chairman, you other man. <laughs> I think I answered your question, homie. I got you covered. All right, Germat six seven one eight. Who would play Taz in a movie? I would imagine it'd be called either Survive If I Let You or Water Break Jones. <laughs> Ah, look at that. Hashtag hell to the nah. Well, this guy, he's got these old school Tasho family, the hell to the nah. Yeah, I'd say Robert De Niro. <sighs> Definitely Robert De Niro. You know, I mean, I love Robert De Niro. Okay, I'm a mock for him. You are a mark. I mean, so I, why wouldn't I want Robert De Niro? He's the man. So I think Robert De Niro would play a good Taz. Probably not, but I think it'd be funny just because I'm a mock for De Niro. Um, I don't know who would play me. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe De Niro, Pacino. High Road Jones, maybe go Stallone, you know what I mean? Something like that. Or Dice Clay. Oof, that would be good. No Dice Clay. No. Um, <laughs> funny guy, but I don't think he's really known for his acting skills. Yeah, it'd probably be called uh, Survive If I Let You Jobbers. That's what it'd be called. Uh, good question. All right, here we go. B.res underscore 15. Uh, flows off the top. Uh, Taz, what is your take on dating in the business? I.E. Ricochet and Casey from NXT, Alice the Black and Zelina Vega, or Triple H and Stephanie. Thanks, brother. We love you in Fall River, Mass. Wow, Fall River, Mass. I've been up there a bunch. Nice. Um, okay, good question. I, I have no problem with it whatsoever. Dating in the business hat has been going on for years and years and years. And this is it, guys. The, the One of the main things is because you're on the road so much. And it, a lot of folks, they, you know, end up having, you know, issues in their relationship when their significant other is not on the road with them. And, you know, you get the different things happen. Guys break up with their girlfriends, girls break up with their boyfriends, whatever, fiancés, marriages at times. And you end up, you know, falling for a guy or girl that's on the road with you, that's working the same crazy schedule, working in the same crazy ass business. You have a lot in common. You're spending a lot of time around each other as a group. So, you know, and then you end up, uh, I guess, you know, getting together. And then that's usually what happens. So me personally, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I don't believe in getting in anybody's business as far as their relationships and all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, and I, but I really don't. I'm getting being serious. I've talked to my wife about that a bunch of times about how, you know, uh, and she understands it now. How, what happens to, you know, guys and girls in the business? We've talked about it over the years a lot. It happens all the time. It's because you're always around each other. So you know, but that's the deal. But anyway, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. So good question, though. Very good question. So uh, what else we got? We got uh, la 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 la. We got uh, here we go. Oh, there it is. The underscore John underscore Gordon. Okay, Gordon. Okay, <laughs> Gordon. Do you think your legacy in WWE is as a commentator or oh, not a wrestler? Oh, let me do this again. Take two. Do you think your legacy in WWE is as a commentator, comma, not a wrestler? Yes. Uh, option one. I think it's as a commentator as far as my WWE legacy. Absolutely. My run as a wrestler there, unfortunately, did not go well. I will not take the heat. Um, <laughs> I, I was square peg round hole. I didn't fit in the style they were trying that they were looking for. And at that time, it was the land of giants. No excuses made here, but it just didn't fit. My style coming out of ECW and with all the suplexes and shoot style, MMA style, just really didn't click. And, uh, you know, I had a kind of a hard edge backstage and on camera. So that didn't work either for me. Um, but it, I was blessed. It worked out perfectly. You know, WWE always treated me good, even though they didn't push me hard as a wrestler. I never had a problem with my money, uh, never had a problem with anything. My merchandise, they always treated me great. And then give me the opportunity to segue into the announce desk, which initially I was reluctant to, but it worked out perfectly. And I wouldn't have the careers I have now without them doing that. So, and like I've said before, a lot of you guys maybe didn't hear, you knew it to my programming um, and my content. You know, I, I, I um, when I first got the Taz show daily, live video and audio with CBS radio, the first thing I did was email Vince McMahon. I mean, literally, like, and I, when I signed a deal and like maybe an hour later, whatever the hell it was, I emailed him and I thanked him. I told him what I had. And this was after I went to TNA and everything. I told him what I had and I, I, I told him how much I was appreciative of him and Kevin Dunn for seeing something in me to make me a broadcaster. And, and years later, look what's happening for me. So I'm very proud of that. Blah, blah, blah. And I thanked him, and he replied right away to me, and 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 he said, I'm, "Taz, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so uh, I'm so happy that I could I kind of had a hand in helping you have your new career, and 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 he wished me well, and said, let's talk soon, blah blah blah, and that was several years ago. But so I'm just saying, like I, you know, I mean, I have no ill will towards WWE with that stuff, nothing, you know, nothing at all, um, seriously. Uh, so, but yeah, no, my legacy, I think, is a commentator. I'm very proud of my work there as a commentator. I've caught a lot of big shows, WrestleManias, and big matches. So, I'm very proud of that. I had great partners from Michael Cole and, uh, you know, Jim Ross and obviously Joey Styles and so, so, you know, during the, EC, the rebirth of ECW and all that stuff. Uh, anyway, so good question. Uh, la, 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 la. Mr. Johnson, 66. Thoughts on AJ Styles resigning with the WWE? I think it's great. Good for him. I mean, a lot of folks thought maybe he would end up with the AEW Jones, uh, but no, you know what? He's been there now for several years. They've been pushing him and doing great stuff with him. AJ's a family man. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's he's a great guy. Uh, he's an old business guy, and, and you know what? Uh, they re-upped him, and he's a smart guy, AJ. I'm sure it's a great deal he's got, hence why he re-upped. So he knows that's where his full throttle security is financially, and that's probably why he did that. And I give him a lot of credit, and I wish him the best. So, uh, no, I think it's great that he did that. Good question. All right. So, uh, that's the deal. I thought, 
What's gonna happen now is we're gonna do a little we gotta we gotta go into a break here in a second, but um um what do you call it? Oh god, I'm sometimes like my throat. <laughs> Excuse me. Ah. Oh. Oh, give me a second here, guys. Hang on. Oh man. Mizu Jones. Mizu. M I Z U. Japanese for water. H2O City. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Welcome to Spiach. Anyways, on that note. Alright, going to break. Other side of break, uh, get into more Taz Hall awesome questions on the Facebook. So full throttle city here. Taz show, sit tight, be right back. The year-end sale at Mattress Firm. Come in and save up to $400 on America's best-selling brands, like a Beautyrest Queen mattress now just $4.99. You can also take home a free adjustable base with qualifying mattress purchase. Visit mattressfirm.com or a store near you to find your perfect bed today. These deals won't last, so hurry in. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Offer available while supplies last. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Hi, Haas. We're back here on the Taz Show, getting it done, doing our thing. Uh, gonna do a little more Taz Hall, gonna get into some more. Of, now I'm gonna jump into the Facebook, I should say. But first, I wanna let you know about something that is totally awesome that I've had great success with. You guys have seen a lot of my social media talking about it. Snow Teeth Whitening System. Yo, listen, Snow Teeth Whitening System is the best solution that I have found, okay, for some seriously noticeable whiter teeth. Guys, it's amazing. Snow's pattern technology, okay, whitens better than anything else that you're going to find on the market without the need to visit a dentist or get a prescription. That's the coolest part. It self-sanitizes, wisely charges, automatically detects the shades of your teeth, and it's water-resistant. So check this out. This is cool. I do this. You can whiten your teeth while you shower. That's called multitasking. I like that. Plus, red light therapy for your gum health. Key. 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 Got to have healthy gums. Okay. It's safe to use on veneers, braces, or any other dental work. Results are guaranteed. Plus, the industry's leading five-year warranty. Are you kidding me? Five-year warranty. Warranty. I've never seen a product with this many five stars, guys, five star reviews, and with all the celebrity customers. And I humbly say I'm one of them. How about that? Okay. Snow teeth whitening ships worldwide, and every order helps a child who needs dental care. So listen to that. Snow teeth whitening ships worldwide, and every order helps a child who needs dental care. So here's the, the special deal I got for you. This is awesome. For 25% off while supplies last, use the promo code TAZ at trysnow.com slash Taz. That's T-R-Y-S-N-O-W.com slash Taz, T-A-Z. Okay, get that, guys. Get yourself 25% off. I promise you. Okay, you're going to love it. It's the real dealio. It's good stuff. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so uh, that's the deal. So we're going to jump into doing some... um, 
somebody called, like I was saying to you, some Taz Hall from Facebook. I mean, we, we already hit you with a lot of Taz Halls, a lot of Taz Hall questions. I think it's been a spectacular episode thus, thus far. I'm, I'm not even done. I mean, you know, we're, so we're still rocking and rolling here. This is, this is how it's done here. This is how it's no bullshitting around. Okay, full throttle, right at you, 150 miles an hour all the time. That's the gimmick. That's how I do it. And if you like it, great. If you don't, you can kiss my arse for all my friends in the UK. They understand what I mean when I say arse. A-R-S-E. Okay, I've always been impressed with that. Instead of saying kiss my ass, kiss my arse. I like it. Makes makes me sound more highfalutin. Okay, on that note. So uh, where are we here? Here we go. So we're going to go into the Facebook. Okay, the team has pulled the questions. So I will jump into this. Like I jump into everything else Both feet sideways to the left And and begin So here we go What do we got here uh, La 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 Here we go So <sighs> Which one we go? Okay here we go Brad Rodaman uh, Do you think they, sh- they should bring back The hardcore title Although We only think of this division Being copied from ECW I think there are some wrestlers Example he, he gives here Is Champa, Gargano Alistair Black who would have great hardcore matches? I, Brad, good question, man. I, I don't agree. I don't think they should, though, Brad. I don't. I, I think the hardcore title uh, and that hardcore feel is kind of passe for something like WWE to do. I really don't think they, they need to do that, and I don't think they will. I think what you're seeing more today is you're letting guys exemplify their athleticism. A guy like Alistair Black, as you mentioned, okay, he might look like a guy who can kick the shit out of him with all the ink he's got on his body and that gothic feel and all that. His music is awesome. His entrance with the rise up, that gimmick, all that stuff's great. But yet he goes in the ring and he's got he's a great striker. Okay, his mat works great. He does beautiful German suplexes and shit. So, you know, he shows his athleticism. Same thing with Champa and Gargano. I get your point. Dude, I'm good. We don't need it anymore. I was never a big fan of it anyway. I thought it was a little hokey. And it was just kind of trying to, you know, obviously copy or rip off the ECW style. But, you know, it had some success. But, um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm good. I don't need... Um, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life, the hardcore title. I mean, as a fan of it, um, I don't... I, I mean, I, I think we're good. You know what I mean? I think we're good. But I, it's a good question by you, my friend. So, uh, where else are we going here? We're going Joe Cole Jr. Oh, I know this guy. Chandler Joe. Chandler Joe. Chandler Joe. I know Chandler Joe. Uh, what is your take on announcing your last match? You have wrestlers such as Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels with their announced retirement matches. You also have examples like Stone Cold, who didn't announce it, but never had another match. Hashtag Chandler Joe. Let me get this straight, Chandler Joe. You created your own hashtag for yourself. You are that big of a mark for the character we know as Chandler Joe. You are that big of a mark for yourself. Stop it, sir. Stop it, please. But anyway, Chandler Joe, you always have good questions. Here's the thing. I did not have a retirement match. I've had people in WWE and TNA say, dude, what is wrong with you? You need to have a retirement match. I never wanted one. I never had the desire to have an official retirement match. Remember John Gabork, you know, from TNA and WWE, he used to tease me all the time, like, dude, we gotta do a retirement match. You gotta do a like like when I was in TNA as an announcer, I was done wrestling and it's like, no, dude, those days are gone. No, no, we gotta have it. He used to joke around me all the time. Um, I, I I think it's it's whatever suits your fancy, man. If if that's 
if that made it's good for Ric Flair and good for Shawn Michaels. Those two guys are legends. They're two of the best of all time, um, arguably the best of all time. Both of them. Then, then fine. I mean, who's going to say anything to anybody? No matter if you're a top guy or not a top guy. If you want to have an official one, I'm kind of indifferent about it. That's what I mean, Joe. If you want to have a final match, cool. For me, it wasn't my thing. I just kind of want to ride off into the sunset and just ease out without having just. That's just my thing. So. But it's to each his own Whatever works for said wrestler I mean, that's how I look at it uh, This is a tough listening Okay, Jake Wojciechowski Wow When watching WWE Do you watch more as a A, former wrestler B, former commentator C, uh, just a fan I know you have been Slash all three But what would you say Your main perspective is as Thanks for all you do uh, Good question I also throw in there as a trainer too As a fourth one As a former trainer in wrestling So training guys um, It's a great question I, I'm going to just back up So when I was wrestling Like in my prime Especially during ECW This is what you're saying here This breakdown I would do that with my matches I would watch my matches Four to five times I would really try and get myself In a mental state That I'm watching as a current wrestler Then I'd get my mind And I'm watching as a as a, uh, a fan Then I get my mind in I'm watching as a promoter Okay now I'm giving you guys that Anybody out there that wrestles Some inside baseball And and I would watch the matches Three or four different times I'd watch it as if I was a, a broadcaster That had to broadcast This wrestler's match You know And I would try to put myself In that mindset And that really I think Helped me get a little bit better When I was younger A lot younger Um Currently though Jake When I watch wrestling I try to just watch As a fan But by Years of being in the business in all different positions Takes over So I, the first thing that jumps out to me Is as a broadcaster That's the first thing As a commentator That's the first thing When I watch a match I I fall into right away Like okay Because that's the most important thing For a commentator While you're watching the match What you have to say Or do a breakdown You know So to me Sitting in my den Or sitting ringside It's the same thing I'm watching a match Different is I don't have a microphone in front of me I could uh, <laughs> but you get my drift So I would say if I had to answer your question Be more of, as a former commentator When I watch the matches today Ken Carrick A good question by the way on that Ken Carrick do you find it annoying Yes No Okay do you find it annoying When the ICW That's Internet Wrestling Internet Community I think it's IWC Internet Wrestling Community Whatever Cry about part timers Taking up spots at Wrestlemania That should be going to guys That are full timers but they don't like when Corbin gets a big spot against Angle because they wanted Cena or Taker to have the match. I, a good question. Um, I don't find it annoying. No, like I said earlier, dude, during somebody's Instagram question, I, 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 it's, it's whatever. You know, people have the right to be critical and ask questions and and be annoyed and not be annoyed. So if it's the internet, internet wrestling community or not. Um, it, you know what you're saying about part timers or guys just coming in for whatever the WrestleMania payoff. Yeah, when I worked for WWE, that really made me mad. It used to happen all the time. You know, we were on the road all the time, and we're struggling to get a WrestleMania match. Some of the guys, and and then a big name comes in and just gets a main spot, making bank. Yeah, it's, and then we're back on the road, and they they're going home or doing whatever else they're doing. Now, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, but it's part of the game. It's part of the business. It's part of the draw. Part of the spectacle called WrestleMania. It's part of making it, you know, big time, which it is big time. So, um, but you you bring up a good point about Baron Corbin, you know, because he he is on the road. He is working full time. You know, uh, he is. And I, and I think your question, Ken, is really really good. Um, 
I, I don't I don't have a problem either way, and I'm, I'm, I hate to be on the fence, but I am. I'm like, you know, I, I, I like I said earlier, if you heard the first half of this podcast, I, I don't have a big problem with Corbin being in this match. He's earned it, and he's a heel. He's hated, and and that's what heels are supposed to be hated. I mean, I understand that people. I think if he changes, he needs to change some things. In my opinion, maybe change his look a little bit. Um, I think whoever's riding for him, maybe there's a little bit of a disconnect there. I think the snarky type of heel for him is a little rough. Um, I, I think if he was more of a, a, an ass-kicking, violent heel that was a real asshole on the mic, like a real, like, you know, a violent, I think he could play that part. He looks that part. I think people would respect that more. Just my perspective, my opinion. But he's drawing money. He's, he's got heat. You know, and they, they wouldn't be putting him in this big ass match against Kurt or even advertise, even if they switch it, if, if he wasn't. So, like, very good question. Uh, well, Gavin Perry, uh, does it annoy wrestlers when it cuts to the announcers from around the world during their entrance? It annoyed me that the revival, the champs, had theirs cut short after 10 seconds. Nah, it's called TV, brother. That's TV production, Gavin. That's how it is. And it doesn't make you mad. You know how it goes. Um, they let you know, okay? They let you know, and that that they cut to the announcers. They have to do that. It's business. It's got to be done. It doesn't annoy you when you are a pro wrestler, especially if you're a WWE superstar. You really know the TV business. You know how to work on TV, and you understand right away. They, you learn right away that you're part of a big, massive mini movie. Uh, uh, that's a kind of an oxymoron, big, massive mini movie. But you get my drift. You're part of a massive production. That happens twice a week, you know. If you don't, if just take out NXT for a minute, live twice a week with Raw and SmackDown. So you're part of a big company that knows how to make movies every week, no time off. <laughs> so you you can't bitch about ah my answers got cut short. I can't. That, I, I've never heard anybody do that. That I, I've heard of people getting upset because their match gets cut short. But even that, it's just the way it goes. That it's the amount of time that's budgeted for your match, and it's, there's so many matches on a card, so much only so much time to put in a two-hour broadcast or a three-hour broadcast. So uh, but that's a deal. But good question, cool. Uh, Eric Condornan with AEW saying they'll have a TV deal during the fall, and WWE leaving USA around that time. Do you think that uh, AEW would end up on the USA Network? Well, it could be. I, I got a funny feeling there's probably some sort of a non-compete um, with USA, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know that. For like with NBC Universal with, with USA, I, I, it might be something in there where they can't just throw maybe some other wrestling company on the air for a certain amount of time. Could be. I don't know. I, I, Lord knows most people don't know the intricacies of the TV deals that WWE has or maybe AEW's fixing to have. Um, that's the only reason why I would think not. But if I'm USA and I've had this much this much success uh, with WWE, uh, with, with pro wrestling, then why wouldn't I explore something like you know, AEW who has you know Jacksonville Jaguar money behind them with the cons and all the millions and millions and millions of billions of dollars they have. You know, so, and you're going to have good talent there, it looks like. And, you know, so, look, the AEW thing, it's, it's I just, I'm not trying to be an, an asshole, but it's, I just, my opinion, I think it's going to take a little time. Everybody's looking for, like, you know, rainbows and butterflies when they see these three letters. And I just think it takes some time. And I think any of the guys there, from the Bucks to, to Cody Rhodes, they're going to, they're going to tell you, maybe they might not put it on their social media, but if you talk to them privately, they're going to tell you it's going to take time. This is not going to happen overnight, guys. You can't be delusional on this. Seriously, you know? So, you got to give it time. And, I, I, you know, I mean, 
I, I think if they would get a big TV deal like USA Network, yeah, that would be a massive coup for them. But you're going off of no body of work. You have no programming. You, you're brand spanking new. I mean, think about this, Eric. Would USA, if they're going to jump into wrestling, you know, uh, go back into wrestling, you know, once they're done, let's say, with, with WWE, whatever that happened, right? They're done. Okay, fall and all this shit. Well, wouldn't they jump into it with a, a, a one or two promotions and negotiate with promotions that have more years in the game? What's, you know, you know, so like where AEW's brand new. You know what I'm saying? That's not a slight on what the guys are doing at AEW. I'm just saying it's brand new. So, um, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe USA would be down with that. Who knows? I don't, we'll have to see. But it's a good question. I'm just saying, like, you know, you got to let those guys evolve. Let let they, they, you know, I understand you announce a show and it sells out right away. That's awesome. You know, now, if they can do that, you know, a few times a week, year round. Okay, then you got a legitimate player in the game, and I hope that happens for them. I mean, who, who knows? We'll see. You know, I mean that. That's. And by the way, anybody who really thinks like WWE is like panicking over any promotion, you're, you're wrong. I'm just. I promise you. I promise you. You're dead wrong. Whoever you are, I don't care. I'm just telling you. I will dispute that and argue that all the way. They, they're not worried. <laughs> I really don't think so. I think they want to lock down talent they believe in and talent they want to evolve and grow. I do. Um, I'm not saying they, they don't care if talent leaves. Of course they care if talent leaves, especially if talent they have money invested in. They, they you know, Dean Ambrose, if he was going to just leave, which who knows what's going on, they got a lot of money and years invested in that man. They have millions of dollars invested in him. So what happens is, guys, do you want him to go to any promotion, no matter if it's... Uh, ROW, you know, Ring of Honor, or MLW, or AEW, or anybody. Do you want him to go to any promotion if you're WWE if you put millions of dollars into him? You probably don't want him to do that because that's your investment that someone else is going to capitalize on. You understand? That, so that doesn't mean WWE's afraid of somebody else. They're afraid of losing on their investment, which is called good business. That's what that's called. So understand that all right it's hard sometimes just being so intelligent it's hard it's frustrating at times ryan cummings do you think brock has any love for the business or is he just there for a paycheck at this point um, option one, he has a lot of love for the business. The guy wouldn't be doing what he's doing if he didn't. I, I don't. He's not mailing in, Ryan. Uh, he's not. He's not. It's another misconception, and I, I maybe because I've always been friends with Brock and and I respect Brock. Um, I know him, and that's not how he is. It's just he has a certain persona you see on the air, and that persona where he's smart is he carries it backstage too. He doesn't show his hand. He's not a big talker. He's not a loudmouth guy. And he's not a guy who gets overly excited over a lot of things backstage. He's all business. Always love that about Brock. Okay? And what happens is, I don't know if it's a work, shoot, whatever. There's this rep because he doesn't work as many dates. You know, and they have Renee on commentary on Raw say, oh, about time he showed up on Raw, something like that. You know, that's smart for him to do because it creates more heat for him. You know, 
That's smart. I got no problem with that. He he's got a contract where he has to work a certain amount of days, and he took care of the days he want. He works. He's working the amount of days he wants to work. I would assume, and WWE's obviously fine with that. They want Vince wouldn't agree to that. So you don't work as many years as you're doing at the level he's working uh, by not being caring or being passionate. I mean, you guys have to understand that. Don't. I'm telling you. Just I got no dog in the fight, dude. I, I'm just being honest, Ryan. Like I'm just you asked me the question, I'm just telling you. Derek Jones, uh, it's a work name. Um, who has a bigger chance of winning the title? Kofi or Becky? Becky. I think Becky. Could happen to both, but I think Becky. I definitely think Becky. Um Daniel is Aman Pazamino. I wish it was Taz slash angle in the farewell match. Ah, my days are gone. But that's—I saw a lot of you guys tweet me that stuff, and thank you for that. But no, that, that, there's no—that's not happening. <laughs> I love Kerbin, though. No. Uh, Patrick O'Neill, with the inclusion of Sue um, in the whole in the years in the Hall of Fame, isn't it high time to recognize uh, backstage hands? Maybe instead of celebrity inductions, they have backstage inductions. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. I mean, I I think if they go that route more often um, with the folks that work for WWE and work backstage and stuff for all the years and uh, and what they put into it, you know, it's Sue Aitchison is one of these ladies that you've seen tons of wrestlers from WWE now and former WWE superstars. That have crossed paths in all these years Over 30 years With Sue, including me Okay, and not one person has anything negative To say about this lady She's a great lady And always was on the road Always had a smile on her face Always, um, you know Was the person aligning everything And, and grant over 6,000 wishes Okay, I was reading this on Stephanie McMahon's Twitter Okay, 6,000 wishes uh, To Make-A-Wish Kids uh, over the years with WWE superstars, she 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 is a bona fide Hall of Famer. I think it's great what WWE did with the Warrior Award for her. Uh, Warrior Award, I should say. I think it's great. I really do. And I do think you bring up a very good point, Pat. I think it's I think because there's plenty of people that work backstage that no one they don't have a face or name for you guys, the public. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a lot. So, um, and speaking of a lot, there are a lot of people that have so many Facebook things. I, you know, just can't get to them all here. So, we might have to do a pod do, um, maybe later in the week. I, that might have to happen. Um, it might have to happen. Really, I mean, there's just so many. It's it's at a point where, uh, well, how much more does one man do? Like, how much can one man do? I mean, at what point is it too much? At what point am I giving too much? Really? Well, I think we're at that point because this episode's over now. So I, I really appreciate everybody jumping in on the Instagram and on the Facebook. I think we're going to do a part two of this Taz Hall here. We've done this before. This is not new news. Okay, let's be honest. We've done this. You guys know that. So we will, uh, before the weekend, we'll drop another one. We'll grab them from the Facebook. Okay, because there's a handful there that we didn't get to. So we'll grab them from the Facebook. All right, guys, look, I appreciate you guys. Seriously, you know, I bust chops on the air here a lot. Fuck around with you guys a lot But at the end of the day I'm Taz you're not Alright guys thank you I'll talk to you guys soon Appreciate it make sure you download if you didn't Adios
honest, I don't even have a top 10. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. A road is just a road, but a Jeep SUV isn't just an SUV. Come see for yourself at the Jeep Start Something New sales event. During Owner Appreciation Month, finance and get $3,750 total cash allowance on select 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 models and dealer stock the longest. On oldest 20% inventory of 2020 Jeep Cherokee Laredo models as of 1-3-2020 and dealer stock. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 2-3-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark.